0: Hey guys, it's Drea. Hey everybody, it's Danny. We are back again for another episode of Spin the Bottle. And we back,
1: and we back, and we back, and we back. Spin the Bottle, the place where we give credence to the things that make you go, hmm. (laughs) Because everyone needs a healthy rant every now and again, right? Or every week in our case. Every day. always. (laughs) renting. This week we will be going global and by that I mean we're going to cover a topic that applies to everybody. Everybody? In the world.
0: That is right. (laughs) We're so excited to be covering age today. Is 30 really the new 20? Can we really do anything at
1: any age? What does your age mean to you? These are Excellent questions, (laughs) Danny. We're going to have some healthy dialogue about age and the way we those factors influence our perspectives.
0: As we love to do, we will be challenging you to confront your own thoughts about age. Is it really nothing but a number? Aaliyah may have been on to something, or not. But let's see where this conversation leads us, because I think, I think, I think we might just be ready
1: for our word of the day. Okay, I think I'm going to pronounce this one right this time. <laughs> Indeed. Today's word of the day is felicitous. Damn. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. I, I, was, I was doubtful. Felicitous is defined as well-chosen are suited to the circumstances. In other words,
0: the reference Barack Obama made to his favorite new TV show being Orange is Not the New Black was particularly felicitous. (laughs) Oh, Barry, we're gonna miss you so.
1: (laughs) For today's first segment, we are going to bring back an oldie but goodie.
0: Yes, it is old, but also new. You guys, we talked a lot about having a jam of the day.
1: And we have failed you. (laughs)
0: Are bad. But we have not forgotten. Ha <laughs> ha! So we have our gem of the day revamped. Okay? With a new title. Drea?
1: For your consideration.
0: These are things that we suggest you check out. Let us know what you think. Consider it. Let it spin around. Tell us how you feel. We think it's a little bit of awesome.
1: Okay. For your consideration. I would like for you all to go listen to Jacob Collier. He is a British artist who is extensively talented in... I can't even count the number of instruments that I've seen this man play. And he has a really lovely voice. Very, very deep bass. But he often harmonizes with himself and will create one-man YouTube videos. You've seen these videos, guys. You've seen these videos where it's like five people on the screen and they're all singing... A different part. different part. Why can't I get the word part? I just couldn't get it. <laughs> okay. I was like, what is it? But No, I saw... Um, he's really talented. What? Is, um, Hideaway. Hideaway is That's the video. That's our introduction to Jacob.
0: Yeah, he was really... It was really good. And you can just tell that he is, like, amazingly talented. And you guys put me up on him, and I love that song. It's a good song. Um,
1: actually, just to,
0: you just need to check it out. It's kind of hard to explain, but, like, this guy is just mad talented and he I think he did his video in his room or something like it's
1: and his album is called In My Room he has a music room oh my gosh he has a music room so he has like tons of instruments you guys have to go check out this video and he's the kind of talent where you're like I'm so sure he's weird like he has to be the weirdest man you've ever met saw him in concert he performed without his shoes and like these baggy parachute pants that were made of linen with mm-hmm. Rainbow Stripes. and of course. Of course. He was just, but it was such a free experience. Like, you could tell he was literally having the best time on stage. And I feel like those are the best shows when <gasps> you're just having a good time. Yes. Like, he was feeling it. His bass was feeling it. The guy on the drums. They were in their own world and it was really great to just be a part of it. And then, at the end, he stayed until every last person who wanted to talk to him got wow. a chance to talk to him. Yeah. Wow. It was really sweet. Oh, also, he's... How old? I think he's like 20. Oh my god! He's gosh. 20 years old. And and he's self-taught. Like, how do you know how to play the didgeridoo? I don't know. The oboe, the didgeridoo, the accordion. Like, who wants to play the accordion one? But then actually be able to do it? He's just really super talented. So, check him out for your consideration. Jacob you know that my love is strong in my heart.
2: Softly Like the calm that follows Storm
3: Find what I've been Searching for all along In my Heart away
1: Hey Drea well, what, what time is it? <laughs> it's time to Spin the bottle Danny. Oh my gosh I'm so excited! As always what is on our wheel for this week? Well, on the wheel we have black cinema, melanin on the silver screen and its very finest. My
0: vote for this week? We're gonna have to go one way or another, guys. So, just a few thoughts on where we're headed.
1: Californian love, because Danny loves Cali and I lovingly oblige her. <laughs>
0: Unsolicited relationship advice,
1: not because you asked or anything. Do overs. Sometimes just make bad choices. And these are the lessons that we learned as a result. And all about the
0: Benjamins. Let's talk about money and some of the lessons we've learned or have not yet learned. Let's spin it. Black cinema. Yay.
1: (laughs) Oh, my beating heart.
0: One of my very most favorite. Okay. So... Dre, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Of course I want you to go first. Okay. (laughs) So, in the world of black cinema, I watched a movie with a friend of mine. Okay. By the name of Perfect Stranger.
1: Have you seen this movie? Oh, yes. Okay. I haven't seen it. Did you go to the theater to see it? I did. Was I supposed to be part of it? But I wasn't. No wait, did I see it? No, no, no! I saw it at the house okay. just the other day. I don't okay. know why I said yesterday. We digress. Go ahead, okay. tell your story.
0: So, perfect stranger, watching it, and in case you guys don't know what this movie is, this is a movie with Sanaa Lathan, Morris Chestnut, and Michael Ealy. I'm watching this movie, um, and what I want to say for black cinema is that Michael Ealy plays one heck. He's actually not my type. It's a very strange thing. That's fine. Here, I digress here. He's light-skinned with green eyes. I'm not ever into it.
1: He has a <laughs> great jawline. People say jawline. that's a form of self-hate. But I just... Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I just got I'm it. I'm not into it. I was just thinking he has an amazing jawline. It's
0: like we're going to be brothers or sisters or something. Yeah, I, don't I can know. see why you might, it's, it's, might... I don't know. I can see that. Okay. It.
1: Okay, continue.
0: Nevertheless, he plays crazy extremely well. He is deeply unsettling in this movie, like <laughs>
1: deeply. <laughs> Where it's
0: like I feel like if I ever see him on the street, you're gonna cross the street. I'm just gonna cross the street. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever Safe. like he he played crazy in a way that I was like, this is this is actually might be chilling. Some, like you are truly might, off might your be rocker. Some truth to this, yeah, it was a lot. There was a nice little spin in it towards the end, um, but really, I just wanted to like. To, uh, I wanted to zero in mm-hmm. on, on his portrayal of mm-hmm. a truly deranged individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the, he's definitely giving us that in this movie, so. And you, you, you recommend
1: though? it? You think we should watch it?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Like, all in all, the movie was cool. It was cool. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, black cinema. Right. This is a new entry into our, like, you must see it. But... Michael Ealy, I mean, I love Sinai Lathan. Mm-hmm. Morris Chestnut has been my boo since he was Ricky, you know. So, uh, of course, I'm going to support. Um, but Michael Ealy is a different kind of crazy in this movie. It's worth checking out.
1: Makes so much sense.
0: Also, Our guys, um, if you're dating an IT specialist, keep both was eyes open. Was he an IT <laughs> <laughs> keep specialist? Keep both eyes open. That's all I'm going to say. Both eyes open.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Drea. Okay. So I can't actually say that I've seen a lot of black cinema lately. um, I'm trying to think of the movies that I have seen. Do you have anything from back in the day? Well, what I was going to say, you mentioned Ricky. Mm. And
0: I just wish he would have ran in a zigzag.
1: Every time. I think the same thing. I'm like, every time. Ricky, stop, drop and roll, please. Please. Uh, anyway, it's the 25th anniversary of Boys in the Hood. No way, Drea. One. Has it been 20? Number one, what were you doing in 1991? Being 10. Yeah. Well, I was, I was younger than that. <laughs> oh my gosh. 25 years. Man, that's crazy. Do you remember crazy. how you felt when you first watched that movie? Traumatized? Totally
0: traumatized. Traumatized is how I felt, mm-hmm. and it's funny that you say this—that it's been twenty-five years, um, because one thing that I well, I love John Singleton, and one thing that's really interesting about *Boys in the Hood*, particularly, is that. He was nominated for Best Director for this movie, mm-hmm. but he was only 24 at the time. And he was the youngest person to ever be
1: nominated for an Oscar. Isn't that crazy? For directing for Boys in the Hood while we're on that. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. And when I think about what people have accomplished at such young ages 24, he did Boys in the Hood. I can't believe that. It's crazy. Classic movie. It is a classic. We salute you, John Singleton.
0: So many amazing people in that movie, too. Especially when you look back. I love Cuba. looking back at like... Is it Cuba
1: or Cuba? Is cu- um... Fact
0: check. I say Somebody. Cuba. What? Research team? I say Cuba. It's Cuba Gooding. But isn't it fun like looking back on movies that are like 20 years old and now you're like, oh my God, all these people are megastars. But... So like, you, you got Doughboy. You got Ice Cube. Morris you have Morse Chestnut. You have Cuba Gooding Jr. You, you have, have Nia, Nia Long, Long. Regina
1: King. Regina
0: King. Lawrence Fishburne. Amazing. Um, Angela Bassett, yeah. Mom, Can't Hello I Come on, Angela. Done, son. Just star studded. It was that is black excellence. At its finest. Boys in the hood.
1: We all know the movie. So awesome. Danny, let's get into this discussion about age and the role that it plays in our everyday lives. Yes, let's do that. (laughs) Yes, I'm here to podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to, obviously we're here to talk about age, ageism, what it means to be getting older, how we feel about it, what's going on in the world right now concerning age. Um, So I had an opportunity to kind of present some questions to an amazing group of women that I really admire. We were celebrating a friend's birthday, and we had this huge sleepover. Rented a beach house for the weekend, and it was morning time. And we decided to just kind of—we were just chatting. You know how you're just with your girls. We're like laying in the bed together, just I talking. Moments. And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, guys, do me this huge favor. I'm doing a podcast." It's going to be about age and getting older. And Kimmy, it's your birthday. So, can you share with us some words of wisdom? And let's just have a conversation. So, throughout the episode, you guys will hear bits and pieces of that combo um, things that I think are just beautiful nuggets. And we'll talk a little bit about them on the show. But yeah, just want to prep you on what you might be hearing today. Super excited. It's going to be fun. I thought we could have a quick conversation about getting older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's first say, Inevitable. oh, my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> let's first say who's in the room so people
2: know. I'm Julie and I am 36. I'm Radia and I'm 33.
4: I'm Sherry and I'm 57.
2: Woo-hoo. No one believes that. Sherry,
1: you look amazing. <laughs> exactly. No
2: way.
3: Exactly. No way. Birthday girl. And I am Kim and I turned fifty uh, forty-eight hours
1: ago. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday. My first question is, how do you feel about your age right now? Anyone? I
2: can say I'm finally comfortable with my age at 36. And I knew that because usually I would only tell people lies about my age if it came to <laughs> casting directors. Because, you know, your whole thing is they're going to they always cast me younger. But then you're thinking, like, as soon as they know your real age, you will say, well, she looks it. But if we're trying to get someone who's 28 and this girl's 36, nah, we're not doing it. But when you walk in right away, they think I'm late 20s, so it's like, okay, perfect. But this year was the first time where if I'm out having a cocktail or or out at dinner, and someone goes, wow, you look great, what are you, 26, 27? And I say 36 to strangers. That's when I knew I was finally becoming comfortable with being in L.A. and telling the truth about your age. Because I would say it to strangers.
0: I think it's important to just... Give our listeners a little bit of color into the perspective that we're coming from sure. by telling people how old we are. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we provide our age. Maybe or I provide we do. mine.
4: Maybe um, we don't.
0: And then just talk a little bit about how we feel about where we are at this age.
1: Okay, I can do that. Alright. I'm Andrea and I'm 32. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm 32 years old. I am in a part of my life where I'm really just getting started in my career. I'm doing something really fun with a good friend of mine. Um, It feels good. I've been married for nine years. Um, I'm exploring at this point in my life. I'm exploring, and I'm also making some very adult decisions that will really affect my future, so... That's where I'm at.
0: I'm not even gonna speculate about what that is right now. But you are. It's already happening. You see the light (laughs) in in my eyes.
1: In your eyes, I can see it. (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, I'm Danny, and I just turned 35. Um, how do I feel about 35? So far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) So far, so good. Um. I am also, well, I'm really making some awesome strides in my life. I feel like I'm a lot more clear about kind of where it is I want to go, um, where it is that I'm headed. Things are going well in my career. Um, I'm finishing up my degree in school, so that's awesome. Yay. I'm not married. Um, and I'm dating. I'm n- newly single. I'm single as of a few months ago. So... Yeah, I would say I'm also <laughs> in a little bit of a transitory phase in my life, but um what I will say about getting into my mid 30s um is that I'm starting to become more and more comfortable in my skin in a way that I haven't before. So, agreed. I am too. I- I'm like in I have I've, I've been like in the 30s. Is 40 the new
1: 30? Can how do you feel? What does that mean? Being 48... It's, it's, being I know what I mean. 48 hours old. 50 48. <laughs> yeah. 50, um, 50 for 48 hours. Mm-hmm.
3: I... No. I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess here I am... Um, you am what you and, am. Right. In the beginning of my 50s. And, you know... Like, for example, my maternal grandfather died at 96... And, but my maternal grandmother died at 75. And, um, and then my, on my dad's side, you know, people died young. So I kind of feel like at 50, like this is, for me, this is definitely halftime. I mean, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, Mm -hmm. but I I feel like there's, you know, if if it doesn't get done now, it's not going to get done, and it's sort of a, it's a little bit of a wake-up call to um, start start focusing on what's important, and um, get rid of some baggage and leave some stuff behind, Um, and, uh, you know, get to work, having a fantastic second half of my life, but no, I, I don't feel like, oh, like, oh I you know, feel like I'm 40. I, I'm shocked that I'm 50, honestly, <laughs> because I, I just wonder where the, where the time
0: went. There's been a lot of talk about age or a lot of ideas that we've heard about age lately. You hear stuff like, oh, 30 the new 20, or 40 is the new 30. Um, what are your thoughts on that I know um, Life Jennings wrote a song and Not he was talking Life about Jennings, that. No, he did. I just quote. remember him saying, like, because Jay-Z said something in one of his songs that was that 30 is the new 20. Mm-hmm. And um, Life wrote a song and he was like, sorry, Jay. 30 is just the same 30. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> he was talking about that. That's so what are your funny. thoughts on 30 being the new 20?
1: If we are approaching this idea as if it's an emotional state, I think you can say 30 is the new 20, but only if you really do have a new lease on life and you're feeling like you can explore more, you're feeling youthful and excited about the future. But I think we also have to pay really close attention to the constructs of age, and there are certain things that happen in your 20s that won't happen in your 30s. There are certain things that happen in your 30s that just sure. won't happen for you in your 40s. And although we can feel younger and feel excited about life, like, that's fine and you should. You do have to realize that there are time limits on everything.
2: I would have liked to have already been married and had some children. I know, mm-hmm. And also... I've been working a solid, in a solid career field in my chosen television world, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm not doing A, B, C, or D in, in any of them.
1: I just wonder if there's a period or a time in your life where you start to reevaluate your goals and see if there's another path for you. For me,
4: it was probably when I turned 40. Hmm. And I I thought, well, I'm not married and I don't have any children. Uh, Am I going to um, be okay with that? Or is this something that I feel like this is something that I would like to achieve in the next however many years? And I came to the conclusion that if it doesn't happen, then I'm okay with it. I think there's a point in your life where you have to, you know, look at things and, and say, well, if I haven't accomplished this, am I going to try and make this work or mm-hmm. try and make this happen? Or am I okay with it if it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. And and I think when I turned 40, that's where I was. Mm. And I decided, well, if it doesn't happen, then I'm okay with it.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: But I do think as we get older, we have to be careful to, like, assigning what we think is appropriate for certain ages, right? And, and there sure. are some things that are, right? But let's take the interning thing, for example. So, yes, a lot of people would say, you're 35. You're, you are too grown yeah,
3: to be the interning.
0: Um, but what if somebody has decided to, like, break away and try something brand new? And part of that just looks like them becoming an intern, <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? To that like, person, I applaud that person to to be quite honest with you. I applaud that person. Like, hey,
0: I hate this and I'm just gonna turn around. Like, I don't wanna do marketing anymore. I wanna like I'm gonna turn this I'm gonna Yeah, I'm gonna turn truck this ship around around. But I do think one of the things that happens as we tend to get older that I think we have to be careful with for all of us is just telling people, like, you're too old you know what I mean? You're kinda of too old to be doing these childish things. And a lot of times childish things look like I'm starting brand new at something or I'm doing something that's not, quote, unquote, the responsible thing. Right. Um, or even telling people in your 30s, like, you should be married by now. <laughs> you should be having... You you know, if I choose not to get married or not to have kids, that's absolutely my prerogative, right?
2: I'm fine with my age, but I'm not fine with where I'm at in my life at without that age. So it's mm-hmm. really... Um, I'm not, like, thrilled um, because I'm nowhere close to where I wanted to be at 33 in all aspects of my life, and I'm, you know, that's frustrating and a little bit, and also concerning for me at this point, and my family as well.
1: Sometimes I do look at my age and... It's mostly when I'm comparing myself. When I'm like doing my own thing and I have my plan set out and I'm like, oh, this is some, I'm going to do this for this many years or, or whatever I have in front of me. It's when I start looking at other people and I'm like, oh, man, should have made yeah. some different choices, you know, but sure. that's that's it. Like other than that, I'm normally really happy and I have to remind myself that everybody has their own path. Yeah. You know, everybody's on their own road and it's totally fine. You you stay in your lane and uh and work that thing out. And I'm. I'm always reminding myself that,
0: like, there is no set assignment to where you are. Meaning, like, it's okay to be where you are. And I don't have to say, hey, I'm 35, but I'm really young acting for my age, if that makes sense. Like, I could just be rebranding 35. Like, no, this is what my 35 this looks is like. This I is who I am. Thank
1: you I'm 35,
0: much. and it's awesome. If you had to pick a year that you would say was the best year of your life,
1: what would it be? I think that's a hard one for me because I have a horrible memory and I don't often remember, oh, I was this age when this happened and I was 10 when that happened. I generally pick like a general age and time and I just kind of explain. I know exactly what, it, what I felt and some of the activities that I've done, but it's hard for me to place exactly what age I was. I remember my younger years as being some of the best years of my life just i think that's why i'm people might call me childlike or youthful cuz i'm always trying to regain that those early years and i remember just my mom like baking and taking us to the library and to zoos and i don't know i just have always really kind of cherished those younger years But as time has gone on, I've had some really great moments, I think in terms of moments and milestones, and I can remember seasons of just really just extreme joy, like getting married, just being really happy and fulfilled with my life, or getting accepted into grad school, and even graduating and finding my first job out of grad school, or going to the Dominican Republic. There are so many moments that it's hard to I don't think I've ever had a complete year where everything is like, oh my God, this was the best year. Um, there's always been ups and downs for me. Yeah.
4: For me it was the year that I turned thirty five. Hmm. I was in the apartment where I met Kim living my first apartment totally on my own mm-hmm. and um, I went to Italy that year oh and, uh, yeah <laughs> what happened in Italy? <laughs> and uh, Marco that, that was Marcello, Marcello. I, knew, I knew it was a Marco or Marcello <laughs> okay okay, well, well, okay it was actually my second trip because I had gone the year before with my cousin but this year that I went the second year that I went the year I was turned at 35, I went on my own because Marcello and I ended up having a relationship and oh. he invited me to come back and I went for three weeks and so we traveled you know traveled what, Sherry yeah. yes please yeah. <laughs> <happy>. right, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I back, yeah, that was the first time that I flew to Europe on my own all, you know, by myself and, uh, and then I went there and, and we traveled across uh, Europe across Italy for three weeks
2: Wow and
4: then I came back and that was in uh, that was in August of, like what my third yeah my my 34th birthday I believe
1: do you have a life philosophy on getting older what is it and why <laughs> Well, I have a quote. Oh, of, <laughs> of
0: course. course. You
1: do.
0: <laughs> I'm going to steal from somebody. Um Mark Twain has a quote about age that I really like. Um, and he says age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and not that you not that age is not a factor, but it really encourages me to release the preconceptions that I have about where I should be. And just be true to where I am and understand that every year is a blessing. You know, no, I don't mind that I'm 35. I'm not going to be 35 wishing I was 17 or grieving for 22. Like 35 is 35 and I can make 35 amazing, right? I can make it all of the things that I want it to be. And I don't want to impose limiting beliefs on myself about where I should be because I'm getting older. I just kind of want to switch the narrative for myself um, and say thank you for another year. God, thank you that I made it. You know, I know people who didn't make it even into their twenties. And it's just like, I think we just spend so much time, um, beating ourselves up about what we haven't done, what we haven't accomplished, where we should be for whatever age. And you know, we, you, you and I come back to this all the time, but it's just like being graceful and caring with yourself and saying, Hey, here's where you are. And it's beautiful. You want to do something different, do something different. You want to keep things the same? Keep things the same, but let's not make decisions saying I'm thirty five
1: and thirty five should look like fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to my aunt Cherise and her friends, who were about our age now, um, when I was in my when I was thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and I like idolized them, and they were of the the generation that says. You, don't, you never ask anybody with their age or you lie about your age. And they were, hmm. they were getting older. And I would hear them having all these conversations um, about what that felt like. And, you know, having the same conversations we're having about, like, not having kids, not yeah. being with the right guy, like, am I at the right job? Like, all these same things. Um, and I always wonder. I was like, you know, when I get old, I'm never going to lie about my age. Hmm. I'm just going to be where I am, be happy with where that is. And you know, do the very best I can there. there's nothing to be ashamed of, and honestly, it's sort of been it has been a struggle. not that I've like lied about my age, but just kind of accepting where I am um, has been a struggle because it's one that I fight to win because I think that if you can be all right with who you are um. You have a great foundation to spring from. Have you ever heard when people would say, Oh, college or oh, high school, best years of your life? It, oh, do you remember that? Like I people hope would not. say, Oh, college years, best years of your life. It's all downhill. And I thought, Wow, if these were the best years of my so life. So sad. Also, who
0: wants to peak at 18 or 22? That's sad.
1: (laughs) I actually was so, so sad, so oblivious to the idea of peaking. Somebody had didn't explain that to me a few (laughs) years ago. I was like, oh, but just the idea that your best years are behind you.
0: That's a horrible way.
1: That's a horrible way to live life. And so and that's another, I'd like to tack that on to my philosophy of getting older. It's just that if you're thinking you've lived your best years already, like why continue on that sounds awful to me you okay. know it just sounds awful and who wants to be around that person who's like ah the best years of my life i have no time for anything else i'm just gonna sit here and binge watch game of thrones actually i i do that so that's weird <laughs>
4: my mother just bought a brand new car then when i came home from mother's day she's like, oh I got, I got a brand new car I'm like, what? maybe <laughs> two. Like, right. She like underestimate me. That's right. But the thing is, you know, I I remember when I, I came home years ago uh, after my stepfather passed, and they were together for for twenty some odd years. Um, but I came home, and she had all this new furniture, and, and I was like, "What are you doing?" She was like, oh, "Like the whole house was all new," and I'm like. And she says, you know what, I just decided I'm going to make myself happy. And ever since she said that, that's Mm -hmm. that's how I I feel that I -hmm. want to just live my life. Just just make yourself happy, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you if you're happy and the people around you, you have good people around you. I think it, it for me, it motivates me.
1: Okay, birthday girl. You have to. You know, we're expecting a lot from you. Oh. Kimmy. Oh <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy, share with us your philosophy on life and getting older. Um. Well,
3: I. Th- one thing that I that I tend to say a lot, and it's a sort of a fun memory from my childhood is I think we have to be willing to um, shake the etch a sketch. Okay. Uh, and that means um, sometimes you just gotta um, start again. Mm. You know, um, in uh, in business school, we learned this concept where um, where they say sunk costs are irre- irrelevant in future decision making. So you could say like, oh, I've invested a lot of time, energy, heart, space, mind space in this project. And so I have to keep going with this project. But if it's pretty clear from all signs that that project isn't going to be fruitful, mm. you should walk away. Mm. <clears throat> you know, because this time on this planet is precious, and so you need to be able to just, you know, with with um, without any regrets, just kind of walk away from it and, and do something else. Um, and and also by shaking the etch a sketch you you don't um, you leave the baggage behind too because it's gone it's like it, it's like it never you know it's like it never happened. So um, because sometimes the regrets can really pull us down and pull us back.
0: So listeners tell us in light of our conversation about age, um, share some of your thoughts about age. Have you learned anything new about ageism in this conversation? Has it gotten you thinking about anything? How do you feel about where you are in this age of your life? We want to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah. Connect with us on our Facebook page, Spin the Bottle Podcast, or shoot us an email at ddspinthebottle@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Danny, it's time for another spin! Yay! Okay, what's back on the wheel?
0: Okay, so as a refresher, we've got Black Cinema. My vote for this week: California Love, Unsolicited Relationship Advice, Do Over, and All About the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins, what? baby.
1: <laughs> Do Over. <laughs> Isn't that appropriate? If there were a particular age that I'd like to do over, I'd have to say it was the age where I would come home and watch Arthur and friends on TV. It was such a satisfying show. (laughs) I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was that he was an, was he an anteater or an aardvark? I don't know if it was the illustrations. It just made me feel warm inside. And they had a really great theme song. Hey. Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. So why would you do this over? Sounds awesome. Hey, hey. What a wonderful kind of day. Hey. Well, I guess I was approaching do-over from this sense, not as like a mistake that I made. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh You're (laughs) like, I don't understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I don't know why, but I thought of that time. It was just a pleasant time in life. Because honestly- You're young. You ain't got no bills. Mm. Your ligaments aren't tight. It's true. (laughs) It's not a lot of creaks happening. Not a lot of creaks. You can eat hot dogs, chips, (laughs) soda. And be fine. And be totally fine. We sound so old right now. But still, (laughs) I would love to do that age over. That was fun. Sleepovers. We still have sleepovers,
0: though. I would probably do... I know what I would do over okay so I am very close to my family and I made it into some really good colleges out of high school but I was scared to leave the state for whatever reason like I thought I wasn't ready to kind of like be on my own and be away and so I decided to go to a community college for two years and then I would transfer somewhere in California you know like UCLA or USC um And on hindsight, I would probably have gone to to one of the schools that I got into, which I really actually kind of wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. I would have done that. Just not been so scared and so attached. I would have been fine.
1: You totally would have been fine.
0: (laughs) If you have any categories or topics or things that you want to discuss, please shout us a holler. Send us an email. Shout us a holler. Facebook us. Whatever that is. Instagram us. We're everywhere. Just find us.
1: Remember, Um, it goes down in the DM, but not in a dirty way.
0: What's a DM? (laughs) I love you so much. Is that a new app? No. Okay. Silence. Alrighty. Okay. Here we go.
1: Recent revelation. Okay, any cool revelations that you've had in the past 30 minutes? Go. <laughs> I'm always having revelations. You sometimes have them as we're speaking. I do
0: sometimes have them as we're speaking. You see it in my eyes, don't I can you? tell.
1: Ooh, <laughs> zip ties.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny.
1: It's true. Okay. Recent revelation. Hmm. My recent revelation is that I have a very depraved mind, and the reason I know this is because I've been playing cards against humanity. Actually, I believe that game brings out the worst in people. It really, really does, because you want to win. You want to pick cards that make people laugh, and sometimes they're so ridiculous and makes no sense at all, but really... The options on the cards make you think of the worst things that you can possibly think of. And for those of you out there who have played Cards Against Humanity, you can identify things that you would have never thought to bring up are written on those cards. I'm trying to think of some examples that would be good to read out loud and appropriate, but I just can't because everything is inappropriate. Everything is inappropriate. That's part of the charm, part of the appeal. How dark can you go? You've never played? I've never played. We're going to see. Mm, we should Some do a point. whole podcast where we do Cards Against Humanity with Danielle. I could just see the shock of her eyes. shock Let's on her eyes. The shock in her eyes. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm all for it. Anyway, for those of you out there who want to remain innocent and pure, don't play Cards Against Humanity. For those of you out there who are interested in exploring your depraved side... <laughs> Go ahead and buy that box of cards.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, I guess I'm excited to see what I... never. <laughs> I might be depraved, too, and not know it.
1: Oh. You're also competitive, so yes, you would I'm be. I'm super competitive. Yeah. I you, turn into a, you would want to win. turn into
0: a crazy person with yeah. taboo. So, we will see. Um,
1: People lose friends over taboo.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm always a captain, and it's very serious on my team. Um, so, some of you out there may know that lavender fabuloso is my very favorite smell in the world and it's also an amazing cleaning agent amazing
1: (laughs) wait pause you you said i am laughing at you because it is a cleaning agent it is not also a scent that you just put on (laughs) your body listen the way you described it was like i would bathe in it if i could smell
0: Because I always say, what's my favorite smell, everybody? Everybody knows Lavender Fabuloso. I love it so much. There's nothing better than walking into a house that smells like Lavender Fabuloso. Except I took a little journey down memory lane, okay? And sometimes original things are awesome, too. And do you know what my house smells like right now? Clorox Pine Sol. It is delicious. Okay? It is amazing. Guys, if you haven't, take it back to Pine Sol. Give it a spin. I know it's like very 80s, but it's great, and it smells sh-amazing. I'm alternating now. I think I'm going to go back and forth, but that's another smell that makes me super happy. I wish
1: you could see the excitement in Danielle's eyes right
0: now. Sometimes the original's okay, y'all. My mama used Pine Salt. I learned to clean on Pine Salt. Pine
1: Salt instantly brings me back to Saturday morning cartoons.
0: Oh, yeah. Saturday
1: was the day for cleaning. Yeah. it's It's what you did. Bright outside, you're inside, vacuuming.
0: I'm getting happy just thinking about it. I can I can I'm so excited.
1: Welp, that's it.
0: Another one bites the dust, Dreya. Wait, that was improper use of that
1: hole. I don't think that's how it goes. That's fine. We can overlook it. Okay, edit <laughs> We did it. <laughs> We're done. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Danny, thank you for being an amazing co-host. You are loved by me. Producers, you know who you are. You're in the room with us. Top flight production of the we world. We love you so much. And for those of you listening, stay connected. Hit us on Facebook and join the conversation. You can search for us at Spin the Bottle Podcast or email us thoughts and ideas to DDspinTheBottle at gmail.com. Until next time. We love you, mama.